Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. Joe Biden met with 10 Republican senators this week to discuss a coronavirus relief package that was only a third of what Biden and the Democrats are asking. Basically, it was like watching a farmer meeting with 10 butchers to determine when the hogs are going to the slaughterhouse. <laughs> Biden's campaign slogan was build back better. Upon seeing the goings on of the Republican Party, essentially half of the legislative branch, the slightly modified slogan is, ah, just patch it up and I'll deal with it as is. Joe Biden has been using executive orders to undo most of Donald Trump's policies on the environment, immigration, LGBT rights, and undoing the black and white minstrel shows that Trump has likely been putting on in the White House for his inner circle. <laughs> a rioter at the insurrection at the Capitol was discovered to be a woman from Pennsylvania with eight kids. I imagine she probably took part in the insurrection, 
because being around a bunch of violent Trump supporters is a lot more peaceful than being in a house with eight kids. <laughs> Trying to write jokes that don't piss off Trump and QAnon supporters is like hoping you don't have an adverse reaction to wiping your ass with poison ivy. <laughs> House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy will not remove Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene from her committee assignments, despite complaints about her endorsing QAnon conspiracy theories and the idea of assassinating Democratic elected officials. Kevin McCarthy looks and sounds like he's been named Dominatrix Client of the Year for several years in a row now. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy not only looks like he's fallen off the back of a turnip truck, but he looks as though he's put his dick in the exhaust of one. <laughs> Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene posted a theory about how the California wildfires were caused by a space laser being funded by the Jews. If she was right about the existence of space lasers, then they would hardly stick to burning California. They would take her out as well. Likewise, if space lasers existed to take out anyone who corrupted the elites, then I would have been gone a long time ago for pointing out on Twitter multiple times that my state's governor, Larry Hogan, is a fat fuck. <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene looks like someone you would hire as a witch in a haunted house in a children's party. I feel sorry for the poor bastard who's married to her and has to listen to her. I imagine he can't help but wake up every morning and be terrified of the thought of, dear God, I'm married to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene basically puts the hate in the term hate fucking. <laughs> and on that note, on with the show. Please join me in welcoming Jeff Heisen and Abby Mello. Hello. Hi, hi Tom. Jeff, uh, I have to congratulate you on uh, your family's big news. Uh, my son will, will be appointed, uh, uh, by the president to a, a position with the department of Homeland security. He will be the chief, uh, information officer. Nice. Congrats. Yes. Yeah, so he's not going to be, he's not going to be in charge of the, the Jewish space lasers. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, in there. Put a the, five, in there. the 500 people that I sent out the email to about this, uh, none, none of them uh, made that reference. So that's very good. No, we're, we're very proud of him uh, to be appointed uh, by the president. This is the job he wanted and uh, he's going to do good things. Awesome. Of course, this means you'd better be piping in good information for this podcast so we can rag on it. <laughs> pressure's on that's, that's your right. homework okay <laughs> abby how about yourself hey i don't have anything nearly that exciting going on um yeah i was trying to think of something to say and i was like i think the only thing that i've really gotten into this week is uh, uh my new favorite thing is facebook marketplace i'm not buying or selling anything i'm just looking at what people think their garbage is worth <laughs> it's the online version of antiques roadshow whenever they would bring in just some crappy item that their grandmother handed to them and they expected it to be worth something like fifteen thousand dollars but and they said oh well we'll give you uh we'll give you 20 bucks because your kid puked on it or something <laughs> yeah it's more like uh stuff people bought from their dorm rooms from like target and ikea 10 years ago and they expect to get like 50 percent of its you know selling value still 
mostly vegan. But I did. There was a highlight the other day. It was a guy uh, advertising that he does um, handicap accessible ramps, but then it was just a picture of some stairs. Well, <laughs> it's a physical handicap. <laughs> Can you sell your sourdough bread there? At the handicap accessible ramp? No, I'm, 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 uh, <laughs> oh, I'm marketplace. Sorry, I was like, what? On marketplace. But, uh, no, I do, but I have, I do give my bread away. Actually, I made more bread today. I was trying to change the topic to something, some other new hobby that I have that isn't. <laughs> but I haven't given bread away. Uh, I'm not selling it. <laughs> Joining us tonight to discuss many topics that are going on, J.J. Boyd and Michelle Wojcikowski. J.J., Michelle, welcome back. Thanks. Good to be, good to be here. So, anything you guys have been noticing going on this week? I don't know. I haven't gotten my sour bread. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sour dough bread. That's, maybe that's the problem. Like, it was supposed to be sour bread. <laughs> <laughs> it's just bread that's been left out in the open for like three weeks. <laughs> Because we're comics during the pandemic and we can't afford to actually go shopping. I can shop, I just can't buy. <laughs> but Jay, you can get there okay after your surgery? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I just uh I just went today uh, for I had hip replacement and the doctor uh they took a six week uh, x ray and he said I'm light years ahead of where I should be. So the the cheerleading squad is excited because I'll I got to get back to the top of the pyramid. Uh, <laughs> AJ Boy, the Powerpuff King. Woohoo! Wow, that could be that could be read a couple of different ways. <laughs> Michelle, welcome back. Anything uh, anything you've noticed going on? Well, as people are listening to this, it's my birthday. Hey, Yay. what better place to be? Exactly, exactly, and that's about it. <laughs> with four of your closest friends yeah exactly including our and that includes our dogs so um, <laughs> my husband and our dogs that's that's it i'm not going anywhere i'm not doing anything people were saying to me on facebook today oh you're so excited about your birthday where are you going what are you doing i said you know there's a pandemic i don't go anywhere i don't do anything you know we'll get carry out woo where are you going? The den. Exactly. exactly. I, I told my mother-in-law when I talked to her um, last weekend, I said, she said, are you doing anything on your birthday? I said, you know, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything. I said, oh, oh, wait. I said, Brad and I might take a, um, you know, a tour of the living room on our way to the formal <laughs> dining room, which we never use except if we have people over. And since we don't have people over, we'll know it's going to be empty. So that's that's going to be about it, you know. I'm dusting the formal dining room for my birthday, and afterwards, <laughs> toilet papering my den because I didn't go out and buy party decoration. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to be discussing her later, but the one thing I've uh, I've been paying attention to is everything involving uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the Congresswoman from Georgia. Ugh. I should say, uh, as this episode is being recorded, uh, they're currently debating the uh, resolution to take her committee assignments away. Um, and it made me think, like, I remember years ago, you know, the Republicans used to be sort of this quaint family-friendly party, like they'd be for, you know, uh, conservative values, smaller government, um, just government staying out of people's lives in general. And now it's just become a dump. So it, it turned from uh, quaint family-friendly into just a, a shithole years later Basically, they're like the Pizza Hut of American politics. 
I mean, the question that strikes me is like, you have people like Kevin McCarthy and even Liz Cheney after she survived her uh, uh, leadership vote. So she gets, she uh, still gets to be in the uh, Republican leadership in the House of Representatives. It's like, they're not even really attempting to condemn anything she says. But it's, it's like, how is, do you disavow a colleague who advocated assassinating your fellow colleagues a hard question? It's like, you could literally make up anything like, oh, but Marjorie Taylor Greene fights off the lizard overlords with an AR-15. Like, you could say that. And even someone like Chuck Todd would be like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he got a standing ovation the other night from Repo a standing ovation. If I stood up in my professional workplace, well, it's my home office, but say I was at a conference or something, and I said, hey, you know, I think, uh, I think that this was done by space lasers, and I think uh, the president of this writer's association should be shot in the head. You know what they would do? They would immediately call the nearest mental institution, and I would be hauled off and they would shoot me up with lithium or something, whatever they give you when you're schizophrenic or you've completely lost it. And, you know, but what do we do now? Hey, let's clap for her. Yay, good job. Well, to be fair, you are in creative writing. So like all that stuff, you could, you could actually get an award for stuff like that probably, like a, a fiction award or something, science fiction. I, I could, I could. How and, do you, I'll I don't write know a this, kid's book. I don't Sammy know. Sammy and I don't, the Space Lasers. <laughs> I don't know the setup of your house, but like if you have a lot of stuffed animals, you can just pretend to have them give you a standing ovation. You're <laughs> their overlord. You can do anything. I think we should call the wizard and see if we could drop a house on her. <laughs> <laughs> Take it. it why, why go through all these votes and everything? Go to the wizard. One, two, three. The house done. What do you, <laughs> I'll take the ruby slippers. I'll sell them on eBay. <laughs> or Facebook Marketplace. That's Abby's department now. <laughs> Buy a set of slippers, get a, get some sourdough bread. <laughs> the Republicans have gone so far that they actually had one of their members on Congress today telling us that 9-11 actually did happen and that the school shootings actually did happen. Well, thank God they cleared that up. <laughs> <laughs> but how does the group uh, interpret her statements today that she was allowed, I was allowed to believe these things. Is, is she trying to say that uh, aliens uh, forced her to think these things? I think she's trying, to me, when she says, I am allowed, it's like it's it, they're, they're setting up this First Amendment freedom of speech, uh, like Texas two-step. So by saying I was allowed to think this, oh, because it's my freedom of speech. They're trying to they're trying to adjust the narrative to fit the square peg into the round crazy hole. Credit to the Republicans. You know, I used to think they were just, you know, the party of linear thinking. It's like, you know, uh, lower taxes, less government. Like it's a pretty like from point A to point B straight line form of logic. But now it's they become adept at twisting themselves into pretzels and going around like every single like every single which way to get to their logical conclusions. As hey. long as it can justify lowering taxes and taking away women's rights, they can justify anything. And yeah. just for just for clarification, Tom, how dare you say logical conclusions? There is nothing <laughs> logical about anything they do. 
I'm trying to, God help me, put myself in their shoes to try and, you know, understand what the hell they're doing. It doesn't matter because they they supported a a, a guy who uh, had multiple wives, cheated on them, uh, harassed women, felt women up against their will. Paid off uh, a porn star. Right, pay, right. Had sex with a porn star. As long as they could get Amy Coney Barrett on the Supreme Court, they can justify anything. According to former Republican Congressman Denver Riggleman, the voters of Northwest Georgia elected someone tantamount to a social media influencer. Basically, the old lady answering the message board comments on the library computer equivalent of Kim Kardashian. She has claimed that inflammatory posts and comments were done by other people operating her social media account. The other people being the voices in her fucking head. <laughs> in addition to her social media posts, she can often be seen harassing not only elected officials, but also school shooting survivors. As we can see in this video, she posted accosting Parkland shooting survivor, David Hogg. David, why are you supporting the red flag laws? If there had been, if Scott Peterson, the resource officer at Parkland had done his job, then Nicholas Cruz wouldn't have killed anybody in your high school, or at least protected them. Why are you supporting red flag gun laws that attack our Second Amendment rights? And why are you using kids to get to, as a barrier? Do you not know how to defend your stance? Look, I'm an American citizen. I'm a gun owner. I have a concealed carry permit. I carry a gun with, for, for protection for myself. And you are using your lobby and the money behind it and the kids to try to take away my Second Amendment rights. You don't have anything to say for yourself? You can't defend your stance? How did you get over 30 appointments with senators? How'd you do that? How did you get major press coverage on this issue? And how did you get kids? Why do you use kids? Why kids? You know, if school, if school zones were protected by with security guards with guns, there would be no mass shootings at schools. Do you know that? The best way to stop a bad guy with a gun is with a good guy with a gun. But yet you're attacking our Second Amendment. And you have nothing to say. No words. So I'm walking. He's got nothing to say. Sad. Yeah, he's oh got nothing God. to say because she's chasing him down. She sounds like one of those homeless ladies who hasn't showered in months and whose only companion is like a shopping bag with a smiley face drawn on it in Sharpie. Where Where's a runaway Dodge Challenger when you need one? <laughs> she reminds me of one of those people in the mall who ask you to take surveys and you don't want to. Remember when we could go to malls and they keep running after you and chasing you and you keep pretending they don't exist. Or they or they keep harassing you to try like some kind of hand lotion or, yeah. or, or just yeah. no no here's here's something to improve your cuticles this is for oh do you have a, a wife or a girlfriend or a special woman in your life and like no stop rubbing it in my fucking face <laughs> is my loneliness a joke to you <laughs> he's walking away because she says i'm a gun owner i'm a i have a carry permit i'm like yeah that's why he's probably why he's walking away because he's afraid, <laughs> okay this this woman's gonna be nuts you're admitting you're armed lady and she's not wearing a mask exactly well to be fair this was before covid that was i think like 2019 oh. I think, something like no that. shouldn't she be wearing a mask 
Regardless, yeah. yeah. I'd be that. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking to be really safe, it should be like a like a like a plastic bag with a twist tie. <laughs> Mask. Anybody who's around there should be wearing a bulletproof vest. <laughs> bulletproof earplugs. <laughs> And also what she keeps asking, how did you get an appointments with that to meet all these senators? How did you do this? How did you do that? I'm like, you know, it's basic governance 101. Like you, you call and you, you make appointments. Like he probably didn't want to answer her because he would have said something like, it's called calling them and making an appointment. Uh, are you fucking stupid? At which point the answer, of course, would be, you know, yes. Maybe that's why what happened on the 6th happened because- Nobody would take her call for an appointment. So she goes, come on, guys. We'll get in this way. <laughs> just saying, it's, it's a possibility. I think I just, what the thing I'm most upset about with the GOP right now is that they've just, they've erased decades of progress that we've made against the dumb blonde trope. <laughs> Amen to that. When Donald Trump once said, nobody is tougher on Russia than Donald Trump, I think he means that he resisted the most when Vladimir Putin tried to give him a reach around. Here we see Joe Biden reacting to a reporter's question about his phone call with Putin. The last executive order. Is condemning and combating racism, xenophobia and intolerance against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders in the United States. I think the country's ready, and I know this administration is ready. Thank you. Mr. President, what you talk to Vladimir Putin about? You. <laughs> I'm, willing down. To, <laughs> I'm willing to bet a hundred bucks that Peter Ducey, he's the reporter, the reporter with Fox, that he really believed Putin said that. I was like, oh, he likes me. He really likes me. What's most impressive about, about Joe doing that saying you, he asked about you, is that Juicy once yelled to him, who's going to be your vice president? And Joe yelled, you. So he, <laughs> Joe's continuing the bit. He's just getting well, Peter was... Ducey's hopes up. Yes. <laughs> you, you, got, you got to admit, for somebody who's senile, that was a really good comeback. Exactly. <laughs> well, so I like the way he, I've noticed this whenever... Uh, Biden signs executive orders. He does that thing where he goes ahead and says, okay, this is the executive order. That It's almost like he's trying to read a bedtime story to us. <laughs> this executive order vanquishes the evil pumpkin man to his lair. So we can live happily ever after. And you know what? I've already slept a thousand times better since he's been president. Oh my God. And he yes. can read whatever he wants. <laughs> we, you know what he didn't do though, Tom? Uh, and I know the audience at home uh, can't see it, but he, if you've seen any video of him with the executive orders, he doesn't hold them up like he got an A-plus <laughs> in gym like the previous guy did. I swear to you, I've been saying that forever. I've been like, every time he holds it up, it's like a kid who comes back from kindergarten with this crappy little finger painting and go, look what I did. <laughs> the next picture to go on the refrigerator. Yay. I think Trump does that and he holds up the executive orders like, yep, I really did this shit. Eat it, libs. Yeah. <laughs> I just wish he would bring the dogs every once in a while. There's Make time. Up to. Let the dog sign an executive <laughs> order. <laughs> I just, I just want to see him there. I just think 
they should be involved a little bit. Could you imagine that? The dog puts his paw print on this one. This one says, fuck cats. <laughs> I think he'll bring the dogs in whenever they unveil the official Donald Trump presidential portrait and Champ and Major take the step of just lifting up their legs and peeing on them. I love it. You know, it's interesting though, unlike the former president, dogs are still on Twitter. <laughs> well, they probably have a better command of the English language though. And they're more, <laughs> they have better impulse control. I think a great move at some point, he should adopt a dog with like two days to live, name him Trump and then put him down. <laughs> The Biden administration announced that several million doses of the coronavirus vaccine didn't make it to the sites to be administered to people's arms. In fact, Operation Warp Speed refers to the quick rate of bullshit excuses being generated by the people who didn't do their fucking jobs. If the incompetence can be found not only in the lack of response by the federal government, but also in some state governments, such as Florida, where their virus response and vaccine rollout has faced much scrutiny and questioning, by the media, in addition to deflecting by state officials, as we can see in this press conference held by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis about a failed vaccine rollout in that state. Governor, what, what has gone wrong with Governor? What has gone wrong with the rollout of the vaccine that we've seen phone lines jammed, websites crashed? There's a lot of demand. I mean, also, I think at the I, end of the I, day, we, excuse finish, me, excuse could, me. If I could finish my question, you just said what has gone wrong, so I'm answering the question. If I could complete the oh. question, though. So you're going to give a speech, or you're going to answer, ask a question? Oh my God. You ask the question. I'm, I'm going to answer it. You're not. No, you're 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 giving a speech. You asked the question. I am trying to ask you the. You're going to ask how many questions? You get three? They only got one question. Why do you get three? With all due respect, Governor, I'm just asking if I could finish my question. You didn't. You my, finished the question. I did not. My full question is what went wrong with the rollout of the vaccine when we've seen phone lines jammed, websites So you're repeating your question. To complete it for you, Governor, we've seen websites crash and also senior citizens waiting overnight for the vaccine. Where was that at? We've seen it in Duval, Broward, Orange, and Lee County. And why was, like in Lee, why did that happen? Did you investigate that's, why? That's my question to you, Governor. You're the governor of the state. I'm not the governor of the state. Okay, but you didn't investigate why that happened, like in Lee County. Why, why was there a big line? Did you did you investigate why? Could you tell us because why? Because we, we distributed vaccine to hospitals, and, and the hospital said, first come, first serve. If you show up, we'll do it. So they didn't use a registration system. There wasn't anything that was done, and there's a lot of demand for it. So people are going to want to so go ahead and, uh, no and get it. So there was no plan then from the state to make sure that senior citizens didn't wait outside overnight? So the state is not dictating to hospitals how, we're not dictating to Carlos Magoya how he runs his operations here. That would be a total disaster. These guys are much more competent to be able to deliver health care services than a state government could ever be. I hate to be that guy who just got name checked by Ron DeSantis. I'm like, yeah, he's not helping out my career. Just leave me out of your yeah. fucked up response, please. The worst part wow. about this, uh, other than all the people in Florida who are not being able to get vaccinated in a timely manner, Tom, is that it exposed uh, the right wing nature of the otherwise excellent supermarket chain Publix. And we saw that one of the public's heiress, and that's a thing now, or the heiress to the public's fortune, contributed so much money to uh, the insurrection on January 6th and also to the DeSantis campaign 
that DeSantis allows Publix to be the exclusive supplier of the vaccine for parts of Florida. Unreal. You know, though it's funny here. I'm on Long Island. We have a radio station out here called WBAB. I'm friends with the, with the DJs. One of the guys laughingly had said, if you really want to get the, um, the, the vaccines out in a timely and orderly fashion, he, he go, and I'm not a big fan of this company, but it's true that they know what they're doing. He goes, you ever go to a Chick-fil-A? He goes, they have lines three miles long and you're out in 10 minutes. <laughs> and, and apparently, like, apparently someplace, they get, they, it actually happened. It came true. They got with Chick-fil-A to figure out how to apply the vaccines? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't go to Chick-fil-A just um, because, you know, it, it's chicken. You can get it anywhere. But I know yeah. I'm not with their political stance, but they have the lines for people. You would think people had never seen chicken before. The yeah. lines are crazy for this food. And they have a system where they have people outside with boards and things. And the line moves so fast. And they I forgot where it was, but it actually happened where they called like the regional director and he showed up where the vaccines are being done and the line was fixed crazy so apparently in order to get a vaccine you got to be anti-gay go no (laughs) i see i'm afraid that they're that once i get the vaccine like you know how when you when you donate blood they'll give you soda and a cookie i'm afraid if i get the vaccine they'll try and give me a sandwich and their sandwiches are shit (laughs) they're gonna give you a sandwich and a maga hat (laughs) (laughs) i think i'd rather have covid to be honest (laughs) I was going to say you won't die from COVID, but you might die from heart disease. Thank you. There you go. Also, the the Texas Motor Speedway, I think, is uh, they're setting themselves up as uh, a place to get the COVID vaccine, which is nice because if they have the pit crew applying the vaccine, you're in out of there 10 (laughs) seconds flat. (laughs) Yeah, but that that, that hydraulic ratchet thing in your ass, that hurts. (laughs) (laughs) That's why... (laughs) <laughs> that's why they're going to make the noise like you know when you take a kid who's nervous about going to the doctor to a pediatrician they try to calm them down they make little noises like you know you do the airplane noise when you feed the kid yeah and then maybe they do the 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 pit crew noises when they apply the vaccine <laughs> okay you can go now <laughs> and the lube job is extra it always is <laughs> so i'm told <laughs> And on that note, that's our show. I want to thank Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, JJ Boyd, and Michelle Wojcikowski. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Tom. But before we go, my final thought. I turned 38 last week. I'm at that point in my life where women look at my penis the same way children look at snow, waiting to hear if school's going to be closed. Anything less than six inches, and there's bitter disappointment. I'm also at that point where I find it tricky to take a leak when I have an erection first thing in the morning. I have to position myself in such a way that I think to myself, oh, this is why I needed to study geometry in school. The fact is, is that age is a number. A number that reminds you, you are one year closer to death. When we had a snowstorm come through the northeast and mid-Atlantic portions of the United States, people inevitably get hit with the question, how much snow did you get? The appropriate answer to that question is the one I came up with. Not sure, didn't check. I'm at home writing this fucking podcast all day. I don't really give a shit. Snowfalls of more than six inches make me nervous, mainly if I don't like the competition inch-wise. In fact, 
It's the second reason why I prefer to spend my snow days inside looking up porn. The first being it's the most efficient way to increase my body heat. In fact, recently, I forgot to take off my Fitbit before I started looking at porn, and they sent me both the 13.1 and 26.2 marathon stickers. What an accomplishment. Good night. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Heisen and Abby Mello and guests J.J. Boyd and Michelle Wojcikowski. Theme music by Euron Vandenhurek. Executive producer Tom Myers. Executive producer for IPM Nation, Matt Connerton. For more information, visit tommyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Ugly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. <laughs> Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Ace. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, funny productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.